2: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey,
0: and I'm Robert Diamond. and this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art.
2: How are you, Rob?
0: I'm really engaged.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> engaged in
0: what? I feel like I'm really engaged in the format of uh, cultural production and creativity and things like that.
2: Is that just in general or today?
0: Yes, particularly today because the guest we have is a visionary in um, in in a very cultural. funny cultural content. Yes, he he's not actually a comedian as such, but I think he he could well be. I he mean, could tell I, a joke. To be honest, I think he should have his own stand-up show. because yeah. the times I spent with him, he just makes me laugh non-stop. You were crying, yeah. And when I first met him, it was with you, and it was at the BFI awards. Um, well, there party. was a, there
2: was a Persol sunglasses party. that ranking was a uh, photographer. Yes, was photographing, and yes, it was to do with the BFI, and we all met there, so we were all
0: coming. Yeah, and I started chatting to him, and I just thought, this guy is hilarious. And then he told me about his Instagram or something, I think we wanted to keep in touch, so I, yeah. I followed him on Instagram. And honestly, if you haven't read this guy's Instagram, please sign up to it now and look at it every single day, because it's just like a breath of fresh air, yeah. and cheers me up.
2: Yeah, well, he's a weekly journalist for Vogue Online, Yeah, so he writes a column every week, and that's also a link via his Instagram. And we wanted to get his comments on art, really, because we've just discovered that he's come back from Venice for the Biennale. Yeah. So I'm sure he's got lots of stories about that. We want and he recently
0: that. wrote a really funny article, which I haven't read, but it sounds very funny, about um, art bros and uh, <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and many different... Well, that's uh, us, isn't it? Or are we, basic... are we art
2: sisses? Mm, I'm not sure what we are.
0: <laughs> but our art guest sisters. today is Raven Smith!
3: Hi. Welcome. Hi, Ray. Thanks for the wonderful introduction. Of course. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, back from Venice, feeling a little tired. When but... did you get back? Oh, maybe like five days ago. So why are you still tired? Um, you just, kept, you just, just chased the party, events. chased that high. Yeah, just been up all night writing about it. So. Really, for five nights? Okay. No. I wrote about it. It's done. It's out. The piece is out, which is great. (laughs) Quite nice. And yeah, I did write about Art Bros as well. And I I think it was um, scathing. It wasn't necessarily (laughs) nice about Art Bros. I tried to categorize them and I just got to two categories, which is, since you ask, the Toad of Toad Hall types. And they're like quite bookish. And they always seem to have like a penguin paperback and they're quite sensible. And then there's the like Justin Bieber ones. And they're like, covered in tie-dye, running around Art Buzz in Miami, just buying art in their trainers.
2: But these people both can fund their art collection.
3: Yeah, of so one's course. One's like an oligarch
2: and one's like a young trust fund kid. Yeah, sure.
3: What um, Why do you call them bros, though? Why are they bros? They're just called art bros, and they're that, like the latest accessory for a successful kind of woman in the entertainment industry
0: (laughs) so if you're like a powerful successful independent woman then they seem to be having these art bros as their boyfriend
3: jennifer lawrence sienna miller cultural phenomenon i well i also think it's quite nice you know the the kind of big hollywood industry kind of it can eat itself with everyone dating each other so it's quite nice to branch out into a painter or a Sculptor. It's quite nice to bag a gallerist, basically.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> totally. yeah. I think that's also there is a crossover because William Morris Endeavor, who I'm actually with in the states, but they now <laughs> look after Freeze Art Fair. Uh, yeah, so they yes. had yeah, a yeah. whole. The hot, this year was the first year of Freeze LA, where they took all of their talent, yep. parenthesis, around all the booths, yep. and it was like a like a complete cross pollination of yep. worlds, and that's becoming. You know that's actually happening now all the time. It's, yeah, yeah it's totally. Yeah. A mixing thing in, and we're yeah. doing it ourselves. We talk art.
0: Yeah, and also I'm a gallerist and I'm single. Hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, okay. So, what do you you want to bag another gallerist? or you want to bag an actor? You're going Hollywood?
0: No, I thought we were going Hollywood based.
2: Okay, so you want to bag a Hollywood? Actor? Well, yeah, he
0: just said that Hollywood. Yeah.
2: Got it. It's I'm a not. natural pairing.
0: It's totally natural. I mean, yes. you know,
2: great. You would you would suit a <laughs> strong female. So <laughs> let's go back to Venice. So yes. you would you went out to Venice. Take me back for the Venice Biennale. Yeah, take me back. Um. Yes. You were taken
3: out there by Vogue, so Vogue... I went out with Heist Gallery, actually, but I was writing about it for my Vogue Where's, column. What's Heist Gallery? What's that? That's a really good question. Heist Gallery is a gallery called Heist. Yeah, uh, spelled H-E-I-S-T. Yeah, and they were doing their first ever showing in Venice, and they did an all-female show. In, with uh, Where are they female, based? London? Uh, I believe so, yes. Right. I should know more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they were based... paying for your trip. <laughs> I like, you know, eh. no, but the, what they want is... For me to what, Bring what attention was exciting to for me when they asked me to go out with them was the fact that Rose McGowan was showing as part of this show. Oh, so I cool. went to see her performance uh, uh, video piece, right. and then we went to a panel with her and everyone else, which kind of didn't go downhill so much as get derailed. There was a very energetic performance by a woman who had like a broom handle, and she was it was all about kind of patriarchy, etc., etc., right? But then she just thrust me the broom handle, so I spent about 10 minutes with this brim handle. And you had to hold it in the air. I think I've seen this image on Instagram. And the second I put it down, someone shouted no. So I just... It was like the Statue of Liberty, apart from... I was wearing a cord suit. Yes. Well,
0: so basically you brought the performance down? <laughs> no. By pushing
3: down the, <laughs> the broom, the broom you off.
0: destroyed the performance. There's something about People the ho- are like,
3: no! It's, it's, I'm very happy to watch a performance, but suddenly when everyone's watching you, yeah, that's it's not intense. really what I was there for. No. So I found it very intense, but also quite fun. My husband was absolutely mortified. He basically melted into a puddle on the floor. Oh, no. It was fine. That's so funny. So they they told you, asked you to go out there to cover this panel
2: performance or to cover the show of female to see the show. Do you know who the other artists were? Did you recognise any of them?
3: Yes. Who? No. Oh. Oh, I'm sure I did. But this, I'm not very good with names. That's not my what, thing. What, what did you see there that stood out? Like, what did it look like? At Venice, I for the whole of Venice, the thing that I liked the most was the Arsenale. Yeah. I just think when you're in Venice, it's all kind of cobbled streets, and it's beautiful and stunning. And then you go into this kind of, kind of modern-clad, um, modern art space, and yes. you, the energy through it is completely different. You, you're kind of... I don't want to like WD forty through all of this amazing art of <laughs> yeah, modern nice. art, which I love in a way that in Venice it's very hard to get so you're around. Venice is quite you're sque- always lost quite squeaky. In Venice, squeaky which I love quite squeaky, and then you get yeah, that's its charm. But then suddenly you're not lost at all. You're you're in a, a beautifully curated space that's leading you from one good thing to another. What did you see there? Really, another really good question. What did I like at that? There was an art. I have. I actually should have written them down. But I'm, and I'm also writing about it for someone else. But there was a lot of work that made me. For me, the a great a great piece of work is quite witty. So anything that doesn't just look nice, but also has a kind of, it, it leans on something. It's else. like falling in love. I can't explain exactly what it is that is that makes something speak to me specifically. But it mm-hmm. always has a kind of. Lyricism, but there's also a literalness. It's that kind of nice meeting of the two. Wow! Oh. So you, so you, you didn't know, feel fall in love in anything particular. Well, I, I fall in love with artworks all the time, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm much more of a. I just the the thing is with biennales, well, the ones that I've been to, mm. it, it because you are looking at so much stuff. Mm. It's very hard to be arrested repeatedly. Mm. Mm-hmm. And actually, what you f- I find is, a week later, I'll just remember a beautiful, beautiful piece.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it's like visual overload, isn't it? Yeah. And I must actually say, I've actually got lost before in the arsenal, which yeah. I know sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but if you take a wrong turn, yeah. you end up like in the kind of outdoor space that you're then locked out and you can't get back in. You that actually once out. happened to me, seriously. Um, so it's quite terrifying yeah. as well. So it's not all easy going um, in the arsenali, But I, I love the arsenali.
3: Yeah, I, I think for me, like the art, I, I know that there's like a real um, leaning towards neons that say words and the people are really going nuts for them at the moment. <laughs> but there was a neon... Human being in a dark room, so you can see the lungs and oh, her, wow. and the brain. It's stunning, oh, and cool. I should really look up the name. Well, because... we can
0: find that out and okay. we'll yeah, post it on our Instagram. Up. Great, thanks. <laughs> it's good one. So, so, really
2: so, have you always gone to like art openings and art galleries and written about them,
3: or have you always been kind of following that from a young age? No, I've. I've uh, I'm. Have I always been writing about art? Not really, and I haven't really been writing for more than like two or three years. It's something that suddenly. Come uh, into my remit and has ticked a load of boxes for what I want to do with my life. It's suddenly, it's like massively rewarding, really hard, and it's me talking in someone's ear in a way that I've worked for. Nowness, for example, for eight years, and you're—it's brilliant working in a team and producing something all together. But this writing malarkey is just there's nowhere to hide, which is terrifying. And but but that's what's brilliant about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, But in terms of art. I've always had an appreciation of art, I guess. Yeah. I remember when I grew up in Brighton and I remember they bought a Hockney, Mr. and Mrs. Clark and Percy, and they showed it in Brighton. Really? Yeah, and I drew drew it when I was like six, which... Sounds amazing, but it's a kid's drawing. But <laughs> Have you still got it? I've got the kid's drawing. My <laughs> no, mum's got the drawing. No! Yeah, and I've got the I've got original. Like you've got the original. I've got the original <laughs> yeah, in my house. Oh, you've got the Hockney. Die for yeah. Hockney. I would die for Hockney. I know, of right? Of all the people who is kind of literal and has lyricism, and I, think I, don't, I, I like to think that I'm not easy to put in a box, and I feel really like that about Hockney. It's like yes. he's not a type of artist he's his own artist yes, doing his own definitely. stuff and he's always
2: exploring he's never fear, yes. fearful of yeah. new media he's always up there forefront the ipad drawings and the video. And like art. you were
0: saying about being vulnerable you know in the sense that when you're writing now there's yep. nowhere to hide yeah, yeah yeah, i feel like you feel that with him as well somehow because he does push himself like all his um ipad drawings and things like that That's what I'm saying. when they first started they were super like yeah, and people took the piss
3: out of them then. and they were What's super nascent. yeah
0: but he just kept at it yeah they are quite amazing
3: yeah like Yeah, 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 just for me, like any good artist is, uh, like sitting with you, watching the world, but also stepping outside of it and looking back in. And there's something about, like, just even just his kind of when he went to LA and his obsession with like high rise buildings, yes, just high rise, just like corporate building Mm. painting. Yeah, he's just distilling that in a way that's like just makes you think about it in a different way, yeah, which I just fine great there's just something quite matter of fact about the way that he presents himself as well yes just totally like genuine he doesn't give a fuck songs, he's like, yeah, I yeah just yeah, like yeah, yeah, I've
0: always been totally obsessed with his style I mean I still look at pictures and I actually joked with Carl the other day I was like when we opened the Margate Gallery I think we should start wearing suits every day to work because at the moment we never did well you don't you too no but not the same suit oh. but like you know but, but <laughs> almost like I want to I want to be as cool as David Hockney yeah
2: apparently he's got so he's got an amazing mm. light pad in Hollywood yeah knows, in, in Los Angeles uh, but you go inside and it's like the front room of a Bradford, like, bedsit. Oh, my God. There's, like, really all kind of chintzy and there's, yeah. like, ashtrays everywhere filled with fags. Yeah, and there's great. like
0: I actually went to Sam Taylor Johnson's um, studio in yeah. the hills and it's next door to his house. Yeah. And she sometimes has tea with him, I think, and hangs out. With wow. Him. And I was really That's hoping when art. Carl and I went there that we would get to yeah. meet Hockney, but we didn't. So. Well, wow.
3: apparently he's deaf as a post, so he's everyone. you can just hear people shouting at him. Oh. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: love the fact he got stuck in a lift recently as well. Did yeah. he? Yeah, there's an amazing photograph That's of him stupid. being stuck. A lift. I'm surprised you didn't post it on your um, Instagram, actually, yeah. with some witty comment, because <laughs> it was a really great photo of him with the firemen who, yeah. uh, who like saved him. How long so, have
3: you been working with Vogue? So uh, it, My column had its one-year birthday a couple oh, of weeks congratulations. ago, Congratulations! So there a year. Yeah, I love it. It's just a great... Um, it's just nice to be able to... I, I think there's a lot of people who are able to write about clothes, and I'm very lucky to have a space on Vogue where I get to write about culture. Although... Close our culture, obviously. yeah, It's all the part of the same stuff, but I get to talk about kind of what's going on right now. What's the zeitgeist? Do they push you in a certain way or you kind of have quite a lot of freedom? Um, I just pitch what I think is current and then I talk to my editor about that. And if we agree, it's the same thing. Great. And then I just... My job is not to kind of conclude, not to try and say, for example, Love Island. I write about Love Island. My job's not to say whether it's good or bad. My job is to chew it over with the... You like the BBC. You're impartial. I am like the BBC. I am the BBC. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to. I just. Um, I've just finished a book, so I'm very. Oh, cool. Yeah. So and I'm, didn't you yeah. go to
0: Berlin for that?
3: I did, which I thought was very
0: like David Bowie of you. It's like Thank when he when, when he went when he went to Berlin and kind of. I always found Berlin so, such a kind of um, blank landscape in some mm-hmm. ways a bit like somewhere like Detroit or something. I can imagine like Detroit in the 70s or 80s was this very kind of like, not because it's so industrial and there's such a kind of like history and it it was it's not like super stimulating visually as a place. And there's often like very empty streets in Berlin. Uh, Maybe not so much these days because I think it's been so um, gentrified now. Mm -hmm. But there was, you know, if you've gone there even 15 years ago, that you could walk on a street and there'd be no one with you. And I used to find it a place to invent yourself or somehow like create who you wanted to be, which made so much sense to me with David Bowie because... Mm -hmm. He would obviously go there and made that amazing album there. Yeah. So when you went there, I was like, oh, how Bowie of Raven. Yeah. Love that. So, <laughs> what's the book about?
3: The that was the plan. Uh, the book is called Raven Smith's Trivial Pursuits. And the idea is that everything. Ravens miss Raven Smith's. Oh, Raven Smith. I'm Raven, Raven miss. miss Trivial Pursuit. I'm like, is Raven that your drag Raven name? Got it, <laughs> <Trivial Pursuits. laughs> yeah. And it's the idea that everything in your life, between life and death, they're the big things. Everything is a kind of trivial thing that we're chasing. So, I wrote about. Oh, great. Being tall, I'm about dick How pics. How tall are you? I write, I'm six foot four and a half. I got half an inch taller from doing yoga for a year. Shut. I fucking up. know.
0: Are you serious? Yes. I'm just about to start. I've never I'm done thrilled. yoga. And now I'm moving to Margate with the gallery. There's an amazing yeah. yoga Are you studio. Are moving to Margate? Oh! <laughs> what? Did, I, did, I did I tell know. you? <laughs> you never
2: mentioned that before. Did I also tell you that I have meningitis? No, but do you know that it's <laughs> Hepatitis Awareness Month? Is it? Mate, yes. Oh. So you should all be aware. You should all get, like, your Hepatitis ABC jabs. You Thank should... you
0: for that That really caring, of course thoughtful But do you know when or? Meningitis
2: Jump Awareness it. Month is?
0: It's every day in my life. All oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, wow, you
2: put on an inch. That's amazing. In. I know, and then to segue on to dick pics, talking about inches.
3: Uh, so I wrote about dick pics. What, what did you write names? about dick pics? What I just, I'm again the same as my column. I'm trying to chew over what, um, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> <oops>. uh, <laughs> like why what these cultural phenomenons that we are all doing are not really talking about. It's trying to get not even have a conversation. Just we're just all doing it the fact over. that we're all sending dick pics, sharing just, dick pics. Uh, well, my editor is completely. Ab- obsessed with hole pics because she's never heard of them before and I, she's just like but yeah I no just, i find them haunting i don't i was like society's literally gonna die we deserve yeah. to just end yeah yeah, now. yeah yeah i've had whole pics all the time <laughs>
2: yeah. on my instagram direct messaging from randoms i would it'd be a picture and you click on so, it and it's just a hole no winking at you it's and you're so like this doesn't make this, doesn't <laughs> this make, is really disturbing what is there's me. no there's no body attached to it yeah. it's just
3: bumhole and oh, you're no, like don't hey, what do that? i do with that oh my god my editor is like i have i just had to google whole pics Right. And she, she's got loads of people in her office and they're all just like, we've never heard of this, Raven. This is really bad. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is really, dark. really bad. Don't take us down this road, please. Um, Bring we'll us back do. to the Bendisbeard I also about, about, like, baby names and... Like long lunches, drinking at lunch, all the different stuff that we do. Trivial yes. pursuits, stuff that we're pursuing yes. that is meaningful and meaningless at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like fifteen to twenty at the moment. Irreverent essays on modern life. Do you
2: feel like you're going to go uh, back to Venice in a couple of years, or do you feel like you want to go and see more art exhibitions or Freeze Art Fair? And... I
3: really want to go. I love Freeze, but uh, I love Freeze. It's the op- it's sort of the opposite of Venice. Freeze for me is like the the antithesis of how as a viewer you want to see art it's just taking away all of the context and making it as simple as possible to see different works and i understand the power of that when you're when you're looking to buy and the buyers but for me i'd rather there was a great piece in venice in like a like a a disused church Mm. and it's like actually the context and the and the way that people are arranging the art is really Mm. interesting to me i love freeze purely because of the eccentric people that attend yeah, on those sure. on those yeah you must beaches. love that days, yeah. it's yeah, brilliant yeah. they're just like impossible to miss and there's just something about really rich art people they just dress like they don't give a shit yeah i love it yeah yeah, yeah. do you think there's definitely a crossover between art and fashion for you yeah absolutely um I, I, it's that thing of culture nothing is existing in a vacuum so the way you know the food that we eat The plays that we see the clothes we wear the 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 art that's being made now that they're they're intertwined I don't think you can separate them out as separate movements Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to see what the movement is when you're in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we'll look back on this time I don't know I was saying to my husband like when we're grandparents we'll probably say to our kids oh that was the era when everyone was on their phones Everyone was an influencer. Everyone was on their phones. I just don't think we're going to be on our phones in. You don't? Thirty years? No, I, I, think, I think that's it's great going to become news. the new smoking. It would just be this really. I taboo think it's going thing. to be like people be like, "You used to eat meat. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god, god. I everyone ate meat for hundreds of years, yeah. and then they
2: realised they didn't need to. Do you know
0: what though? I actually think the whole format of the podcast is quite an interesting phenomenon because it's growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And there's something about having to listen rather than actually looking because mm-hmm. you you even though you might get it through your phone, you then put the phone down. Yeah. And it's but slowing down. It's. Slowing me down loads listening to podcasts. Yeah. And I think that's quite an interesting thing that it's doubled in they've gone from like, say, three million listens to six million listens in a year. Yeah. So it's like really, really growing
2: quickly. Yeah, but you we had an interview earlier on, me and Rob and it what was really interesting is that there's a phenomenon now with podcasts that people are listening to them at twice speed. So they're getting all the oh content they God. need, but they want to get it in quicker. Yeah. So it's slightly like short circuit. You're like, I that need to listen so to depressing. this. I need to but I need to get it in. I've really got the time to listen, give myself an hour, so I'm gonna get it all in half an hour. That yeah. doesn't
3: make me feel good. I know it's no, weird. quite isn't it? yeah. So it's weird, it's still yeah.
2: it's still this thing, it's like podcasts are slowing people down. However, it's you can still we still, still do yeah. yeah.
3: asking right. I, I often yes. find myself well, do you to
2: pods. get back. Do you wear earpods and go around the house and do stuff while listening? Well, I
3: walk a lot. Yeah. I find it very cathartic. Look, uh, part of the reason I was in Berlin, I was like, I'm just going to walk. I was writing my book on like a dictation app. So just walking and talking into an app. My, the job of the book is to try and catch all of those. The opposite of mindfulness. It's actually trying to catch everything as it's passing through your head, through your mind. All those different things that you're thinking and mm-hmm. sporadically throughout a day. I'm trying to catch them all and put them on paper and then take a step back and look at what the bigger picture is of all of this stuff and i find walking with a podcast really helps me just get out of my head in a way yes anything that helps you get out of your head but most like swimming really helps as well you just can't carry an app with you and talk into it yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and
0: yoga i guess
1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from MoonPig.
0: So another place you recently went to was Egypt, is that
3: right? Oh my God, yes. And I
0: find it really interesting to see Raven Smith standing in Egypt, because it's like that was an ancient civilization that was so important and so fascinating, Uh, and then you're there looking at our civilization now and I love that kind of contrast. It was so
3: amazing. It was magic. I can't, I wanted I I thought it was going to be life changing my life isn't changed, it was just a properly magic experience. We just there's just something so intoxicating about being in the was this pyramid. a work trip or was this No, a... it was a holiday okay. to celebrate finishing the first draft of the book. Oh. And we basically because it's been so kind of chaotic in Egypt, it's still quite quiet, tourist-wise. Yes. Mm. So there's like six of us inside the Greatest Pyramid, like the Amazing. last standing of the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World. Six of, like, me and me and my husband and this granny <laughs> just standing in the Pharaoh's tomb. Wow. <laughs> it's just phenomenal. It was, and real, like, proper did you Tomb feel like, Raider shit. Did you like, feel in climbing, danger there at all? It's like climbing through a little creep hole yeah. up, up, like, ascending, and, t- and then you'll just come out into this really beautiful cavernous room but obviously all the good stuff is in the British Museum now right, not right, right, in yeah. Egypt. but so, apart from right. that it's great did you as a t- for the tourist ball did you feel threatened at any point or worried no, or... I, I think we were both Rich and I were both concerned my husband and I were both concerned of course. about being gays in Egypt and it was just like not a thing no one looked at us twice would you go to stay. Russia now not right now yeah mm, mm, I don't know Yeah, probably. I just don't think, I'm not, I just can't be asked to be scared of stuff. I realize that that is in some, could be seen as kamikaze in some way, but Mm. I I don't think it will ever hold me back from going anywhere. I think. It's not high on my list of places that I want to go, and Egypt always has been. It's right, like, right. Yeah, I want to go to Egypt, yeah. but
2: I'm, I, I definitely have trepidations
3: about it. I mean, I think I, if you're a white, blonde woman, you're going to get hassled, actually, right. more than... I was just about man, to say that if you're a man, you probably fucker. just in,
0: you don't get looked at in the same way. It's, it's No, funny, maybe. and I, will tr- I, um, I
3: obviously dressed much more conservatively Did you? than I normally do yeah. I didn't wear open shoes once which is not very me on holiday Aww. I was like I need to just was you in heels the whole time yes. just like what oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just naked yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I actually went to Beirut um, about two years ago oh, yeah. for the first time yeah. and because I'd grown up in the 80s when you heard about Terry Waite and all of this very intense political un- instability yeah. and the fact that it's so close to Syria yeah. Um, I was really nervous going there but I had l- the most amazing trip mm. I think I've ever had in my life life mm. i had the biggest welcome from the art community there yeah. and from some musicians i know um, there's a band called mashru leila who are an openly gay uh band from beirut and mm. it's quite amazing and um, what they do and um they're a bit like the radio head of of, of, of that country and um I just had the most amazing time like the food the culture just the history of the war and the way you could feel it in, in the buildings and I, Carl and I went to see one particular building that was literally on the f- the the front of the fighting yeah. Um, you know years ago and um, you could see all the bullet holes still and it just I'd never been mm. in a building with such negative energy it was so intense Um, but I, it was one of the best trips I've ever done in my life yeah. so I actually really What was in the building a, now? What do they use it for? It's actually an art space Really? And they, they've, they've taken this old building and they've left it exactly how it was wow. to sort of remind everybody Uh. of of the intense, you know, human nature, what we all do to Mm. each other. Um, But it was really powerful. And actually, we met Janet Street Porter, another great broadcaster, the other day. And she was saying that she... um, Constantly tries to visit places that are new for her, mm. and that still, and even cook new food, you yeah. know, different recipes every weekend yeah. or something with her husband. Um, and I love that idea. You know, it's, I think it's important to challenge yourself and go to places because actually, when you get to them, it's not as big a jump as you think it was going to be. Do you no, know what you mean I, somehow?
3: I think if you have an experience where you're fucking scared, that's different. But I haven't had one yet. So yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. I, well. I
3: don't, But I, I agree with this kind of going to new places. I'm sort of obsessed with being out of my depth. That's kind of what drives me most at the moment. So right, doing right. things that I've never done before that I feel really anxious about just before What's doing, your them doing them and then doing What's your anxiety bucket list? Writing a book was a big one. Wow. Like, just writing a book. Yeah. It seems like an impossible thing to do. Even now I'm on <laughs> this side of the first draft. I'm like, why would anyone do that? It's like the <laughs> hardest, hardest thing. I'd said it's like getting sick on an empty stomach. You just... Have nothing left to give it, and you have to keep going. Yeah, you know, you have to hit this word count. So you've so got I, a publisher that's got the giving yeah, you notes it's now. With, and it's we're out with Fourth Estate, May twenty twenty. Oh right, so it's all the drafts done. It everything first draft delivered. is done. Right, the second, I get my notes. I mean, they're due today, so we'll we'll see how much um, work still needs to be done I think quite a lot Um, but I also speaking of new stuff I'm trying to get on a cruise ship to do a writer's residency so I can spend the week going to America (laughs) seven nights to America on a ship and just write I feel like I want, it's weird. I, it's a bit like the art I like. I really like practical stuff and I, I kind of really like stupidly romantic stuff as well. So I like the idea of being on a boat. But at I see, that's so interesting. With my we, we, we
0: met an artist called David Trigley and mm-hmm. he was talking about this idea of when you go on an aeroplane, he actually wrote a whole book of poetry um, about being on the aeroplane. Yeah. So it's almost like when you get captive like that and you're a creative yeah. person, that limit will free all your creativity. And yeah. I used to write songs in my band on an aeroplane. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that would be a really good idea to go on a boat it's
3: part of the reason that Berlin was so good for me I, uh, and it felt necessary I was trying to write in December and it was like every night there's a champagne thing and I know that that's not a bad problem to have mm. but there's always a reason to not write when mm. you're living in London with loads of people that you know mm. uh, around you all the time. Or well, you're a very social person as well. I am a very social person mm-hmm. uh, so I felt like I had to retreat from all of that Yeah. Um, but by the end of the, se- the second month when I was in Berlin I was like hungry, horny like I was just out of energy, I was homesick right. and I think that showed in my writing nearly all of my writings about like how great it is to get drunk in that last oh, week really? yeah because was, all I wanted to do was escape my being in my head for four months right, do you think right, it's right, good right. writing though? do you think they're quite Fascinating chapters. I think it's just you tap it. Like for example, I wrote once hungover and I wrote great stuff, but mm. you can't just you can't just write hungover every day. It's just not really? sustainable. No, <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you're hungover, and yeah, you're yeah. being really fucking funny. yeah amazing. So I was like, some ba- of, my ba- best, some of my best text exchange yeah. has been hungover, just like yeah. that was fucking yeah, yeah, point. yeah. And you're like, lo- so so it was a good energy, but it's just I had to find a way to kind of curb it, reach my re- reach my word count every day. So what was, what was your word create. count every day? Thousand words a day for sixty days was is the plan. How many pages is that? I have no idea. Okay, but sixty thousand is the is what I'm contractually obliged. Sixty thousand words, and how many oh. pages is that? Two hundred and forty or something? Low hundreds, hundreds. <laughs> I felt every word of it. It's <laughs> oh, so great. Once you're in the flood, like you just hit this bit, and I think every creative has it. You just hit this bit where it's n- it's almost not you. It's something else, it's coming through you. I I don't want it's not spiritual either, but it's like <laughs> It's in a monologue. You're hitting this yeah. run where it's just happening. It, and it takes it's like sex, it's like exercise. You start it, you're doing all the actions for it, you know what you're doing, and then you hit this slalom where it's just like a f- like a free fall. Like it's a great. Sweet, like a sweet you're spot. You're not thinking about it too mm. much. It's happening, it's great, but you're not outside of it. And then um, So it's trying to do that with my writing every day, and working out how you get to that bit where I will read stuff back and laugh at it, and be like, I can't. I remember writing it. It's not like I forget it, but I'm like, I can't believe I thought of that. Yeah, like you reach this level where I'm sure it happens to painters. I'm sure it happens to all kinds. You know, any discipline that you're in. Yeah, you're trying to hit that creative sweet spot where you're purely creating, and it's. almost when, creating itself when I
0: used to make music I used to say to the one of my producers Sean I used to say to him that if we weren't recording today this song would never have been written yeah. and I think there's a big thing about that in a practice art, writing, music whatever it, was, it is you choose yeah. to do even acting actually is, um, is discipline yeah. to actually make yourself focus on it and do it because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you don't do that you're never going to have the greatness like yeah. it won't come yeah. and you have to just keep doing it because eventually the more you do it the freer you become and the more open your mind will be to,
3: yeah. to do things you it was to, tough I, and it's nice to be back with my husband and my cat and you know a a drink when I want one and not feeling like I should be right the pressure and I had to stop reading which was the toughest thing because everything I read made me feel inferior in Com- some compare way compare and display. Right, right, right. i'm meant to be writing as good as this, this. not reading as good as yeah. this. and it's almost like, like you have to
0: realize that um literature and the weight of all that on your shoulders yeah you just have to leave that behind yeah I and mean, you have to I focus on your voice. your your Absolutely. voice and in your, your interior world in your i haven't
3: voice. written jane Eyre. i know i haven't i had to just trust that what it was easier the second half the first half i wrote um my vote column is kind of I try and put less of myself into it. It's meant to be more universal. Right. I wrote the first half of my book and it was, I put less of myself into it. It was more universal. And my editor read the first half and she's like, the bits where you talk about yourself are the best bits. I was about to say, so I bet you now anything. We, so then yeah. it was, it, it's much easier to write about being a young gay man in Brighton. Yeah. It was like just pouring out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, look, I was wearing but also, Levi's. I bet you <laughs> anything like,
0: just Yeah. That, that'll be the thing that people connect to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Do you feel a pro, pro and con pressure to receiving an, an advance? From um
3: Hampshire. yeah uh sort of the thing is my I, because i i've never worked in i've never written a book before i don't really know that process that world the value the actual monetary value and whether that's good or bad mm. but i trust my editor who commissioned the book at fourth estate and i trust my literary agent who helped me negotiate the contract afterwards mm. i just trust that they know what they're doing mm. And that I can just keep writing and not mm. worry too much. I, I, I think it would be shit if I had to pay my advance back. It would be really, really embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> does that happen? It'd I mean, people be don't deliver in that alone. No, I don't think so. so people think, don't deliver a book by I think
2: a certain date. fine.
0: No, I think it's fine. But that advance yeah. paid
2: for your trip to Berlin, and that's going to pay for you to be on the ship, and...
3: Sure. Got it. There's not masses of money in book writing. No, that's, no, no. It's, but it's just like the most one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Right. The most challenging and rewarding things I've ever done and the book essentially for me right now is going to be, it's a calling card for my voice forever. I can give that to anyone and they mm. can hear what I'm, it's just such a an amazing thing to have. Right, right, right. When it's of, of the now, it's very contemporary and very zeitgeisty, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and like- there was a lot of talk about I would. I I basically before I wrote it, I tried to read a lot of of the now stuff from the past. So I tried to read Susan Tontag, or I tried to yes, trying to read Notes on Camp, and or like or um, uh, who else was I reading? David Sedaris. In the you know in nineteen ninety five, writing about being a Christmas elf. Yeah. And trying to work out if how these things hold up now. What do you think? How do you? It's not a criticism. I I wasn't trying to criticize what they were saying. I think for me, what's interesting is. If you want to write about what's happening now, you have to have some understanding of the heritage of what, how we've got here. So Egypt as much I spoke about Egypt and wanting to go to Egypt it, as a part of a bigger thing on why we travel, where I've traveled, what's mm. my impetus to see more, what's the point of it? Do you All think of that stuff?
2: Do you think these things of the time then have dated? Or do you think they hold up?
3: Yeah, they have dated, but I think it's like watching Doctor Who. The spaceships look like they're from the seventies and the seventies one. They, it, yeah. you're, they're meant to look of the time. Yeah. I'm, yeah, they're meant to look as contemporary as they can in the moment yes. they creation. <laughs> yes. So I think that's part of the kind of good stuff of it. I hope that I've. I don't know. You know, there's a there's always a fear about when you make something and you have to put it out in the world. Yeah. So. It's it's gonna get made the best it can, and then we just have to wait and see. Did you
2: feel like that about the art you were seeing in Venice? That it felt very like it could possibly date, or it was of the moment, and that's.
3: It's difficult because I think I desire things that have longevity, whether that is my boyfriend's, or you know my husband now, or my the flooring I want in my house. My architect. I say architect. My brother-in-law hates me <laughs> because I said he says, "What floor do you want in the kitchen?" I was like, "I want it to look like it's been here for a hundred years." He's wow. like, "That doesn't mean anything." <laughs> like, it's <laughs> not. I'm not like. I want it to be marble. Do you know what I mean? So it should it, just be mud, then, shouldn't it? Yeah, just, like, exactly. Dig up oh my god, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it should just be molten straw, lava yeah. At the Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just it's like I I you like things. That, kitchen, <laughs> yeah. like careful. I'm like, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like things with longevity, and I I think, but I just, I, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you look at what the art that people were making in the sixties or the fifties or the forties or the thirties or whenever, they are reflect you You have to reflect the time that you live sure. in in some way or you can make a commentary about the time you live in by using an older practice look at Grayson Perry it's like it's saying so much to use a certain medium to say something really contemporary mm. I just find it very for me I'd, at the Biennale I, I think they kind of it sort of has to date a bit I think that's part of the, the good thing about having contemporary art mm. That's it. It's it, it's of its time. I, I don't know what period we'll look back at this as.
0: No, but we we're not going to know, are we? Until no, but you can probably predict it, and it is quite scary. Even Russell's new TV show predicts what happens in the next few years, mm. and it's quite terrifying. Yeah. actually. Um. And yeah. And crazy ideas can actually really come to fruition, can't they? So yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's quite terrifying. But yes. So we ask every guest that comes on the podcast yeah. two questions. Yeah. They're really One is, tough. what is your favorite color?
3: My favorite color. Mm. I'm going to say Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say We like turning the tables on
0: the journalist. I'm
3: going to say green. Green. Great. Well, you're wearing like you're a wearing green. green now. Avocado, yeah. An avocado t-shirt that I've resurrected from the back of my wardrobe. Um uh, it's just a, people just I when I see people wearing green it's quite an approachable color. It doesn't Green. Yeah. Because it's like grass, and you want to sit on it. Ah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Uh, I just, I'm trying to think. I've got my all of my favourite clothes are green, so I just kind of have to go with that. Do so you your, feel what's comfortable? Yeah. In green. And also, my bedroom's painted like dark. Re- gloss racing green. Oh, really? oh nice. Pharaoh mm-hmm. and Ball or N- Fine no, Earth. No, little, little brown, they're called. Little green. Little yeah, green. Little yeah. green, of course. Little green. I used to have a pink bedroom. I was very into pink and then millennials fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm onto green. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's good.
2: Uh, we also ask if you could do an art heist. Yeah, your touchstone artwork, and you could steal it's it. So and We're going to help you. You're not going to get in trouble. You're, you're going to live with it forever. What would that be? It'd be
3: any size you want. I love the idea of the three of us doing an art heist. Yes, morning, um, green. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a really good oh, yeah. night out. Actually. Yeah. Oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah. That's really tough. I think I would have to take Mr. and Mrs. Clark and Percy. I just ah oh. feel like I. I can't deprive the nation. Yeah, yeah. There's so much going on in that picture that I have tried to replicate and like pull into my real life. Really, like that what? shag carpet? The, the cat? cat. The like the kind of um, uh, Aussie Clark like relaxed. Mm-hmm. Don't give a Flowy shit. Flowy clothing. Yeah. There's just something about all of the the. Co- the, the There's co- a lot of fabric in that. The life of that thing mm. feels like the life that you aspire to in some Wow, way. that's so cool. A pursuit, a trivial pursuit of sorts. Right. So I guess I would take that. Oh,
0: that's tough. That's really nice though. That's like a great idea that you're kind of going to make that painting real again. So it was a real situation mm. that he painted yeah. and now you're going to take it back out. I like that. Sometimes it's you like see people travel.
2: recreate his swimming pool scene with yes. guys swimming On underneath Instagram and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it when people Oh my God, you paintings.
0: should so do a photo shoot at some point for your book and like have you oh in that Hoppy. recreate the oh Hockney oh picture. You and your husband and then the you cat. You and your husband and the cat. Don't love that I'm like,
2: let's do it do it yeah, that would be so cool I wonder where that painting is now it's, it seems we'll like it'd be my own collection is. or Tate collection wouldn't it
3: well it was in the Tate when they had his retrospective but I do not see where they put it right. his After paintings that.
0: travel a lot I think if you own a Hockney painting you basically you never get, get to live yeah. with it <laughs> because the world wants and it's great yeah. to share it with I'm
3: desperate to meet him and uh, every, every email like, every different thing I've worked on and I've been like we should maybe ask David Hockney to do this never come to fruition maybe one day he turn up at the door just I, I think you could just knock on Hawk's door. Yeah. Would, would he
0: be your dream guest? The then? Hawk, Your dream interviewee?
3: Yeah, probably. I think he's one of ours as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, totally. We love him. It's difficult meeting your idols. Yeah. yeah, I would find that really Actually, tough. Actually,
0: they, they really can let you down, so it can be... I won't say who's let me down, but I, I've been super let down. Do you, by one is of it me? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, you are You, idol, you, and Smith, you are my childhood hero. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I should go. I am let down <laughs> in the flesh. No, um, you've been I, a, You are totally
0: iconic loving you you're
2: a dream well thanks for coming on we are super excited
0: about reading your book
3: next year yeah and what's it called again raven smith trivial pursuits and do you have an instagram raven underscore underscore smith
0: why two underscores that's glamorous
3: because can you say raven double underscore smith (laughs) you can yes raven double underscore smith um whenever i got my twitter handle raven underscore smith was taken Uh this woman who lives in like the Way out west. She's, She's a spiritual healer and love she, her. Has, she has my handle. <laughs> Have you ever met her? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> you should interview it's her. Too, it's too it meta. be Raven underscore,
3: underscore Smith. There <laughs> are a lot of Raven Smiths on Instagram.
2: I wonder if there's a Raven is really underscore scary. underscore underscore
3: Smith. Well, there's only one way to find out. Oh, I'd love <laughs> yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, do you know what
0: else I wanted what? to say to you? We yeah. were actually meeting an, uh, a really great actress called Zari Ashton. Yes. And one of the reasons I saw her film Velvet Buzzsaw was because of your Instagram oh, you really? posted these
3: pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal looking very handsome, looking very handsome, He's and so you were handsome. like go- me
0: googling pictures of
3: yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal naked.
0: It's a great film. It's so over the top and so kind of overwrought and mm. so extreme, but it, actually, the longer you watch it, it's really captivating.
3: Well, like any good kind of comedy, it's really well observed at the beginning. Yeah, the way that yes. it ta- it it takes the piss out of art people, and yep. I, that is not. I'm not anti art people. No, no, but no, the either. way that it really plays with that, yeah, it's so interesting. I just re- literally re- recently rewatched the first series of girls and it's exactly the same yeah. it's so interesting the observation within it right. not just the not just the storyline but the fact that the little throwaway moments and that film was full of those i know it turns into kind of you know, the know house beyond think, the pines horror. Yeah, I but know, but
0: I think that's so funny and so where brilliant. Where else is it going to go? And actually, it needed. That's when it made sense to me. Yeah. I was watching it, especially because I'm in the art world. Yeah, I was kind of like almost like affronted by it at first. I was like, what? Yeah. This, and then I thought actually, this is the art world, but probably the art world that I tried to ignore. Yeah, but it is actually real. That heightened, excessive, I- insane personality types. But also, there was heart to it. It's particularly her character. I love her character.
3: Yeah, she was. I thought she was phenomenal she was, in it. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah, Jack. Jake is well, anyway, so, oh, thank you for so ha- sharing so that. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, he is. Yeah, he's actually really handsome. In it. Yeah. Um, but but thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thanks, with mate. All of that stuff, and um, to find out more, you can visit his Instagram and read his column in Vogue, and then buy the book next year. And we will be sharing images of the artworks, especially the David Hockney that we've been talking about today, on our Instagram, which is at Talk We'll be back very soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Raven. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamant and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in this episode. Recorded at Spiritland London by Anthony Shaw and edited by Gareth Isles. Subscribe to Talk Art on iTunes and Spotify. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening.